Hello, you are listening to the C to Z of movies. My name is Colin. I'm the C. Joining me is Zijan the Z. Hello, Zijan. Hey, Colin. I'm on holiday next week. Wait, you know. are you going anywhere? I'm going to Morocco. Ah, Fez. Marrakesh in particular. Oh, Marrakesh. Fez, in Mar- yeah. Fez is in Morocco, isn't it? Fez is in Mar- Morocco. Nailed That's it. where the head came from. And a lot, apparently lots of our films were set in, uh, well, 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 filmed in Morocco. Lots of our films? Well, Star Wars was, wasn't it? Uh, no, maybe. <laughs> I used to know, where this, know. Is, I used to know where this is filmed. Uh, but yeah, I, I know. I don't think it's Morocco. I think it's Tunisia. Close enough. <laughs> the film Casablanca was no doubt filmed in Morocco. Was it really, though? No. Uh, all the James Bond films, little known fact, they recreated the centre of London in Morocco for tax purposes. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, today we are talking about uh, actors who have become directors, or possibly even vice versa, but probably not. Uh-huh. Uh, we've got a quiz on US presidents in films, and we have got a conversation about the films of Renee Zellweger, as I will be calling her, and Zellweger, as she and the rest of the world calls her. Uh, but <laughs> and first, much, much more. Oh, much, much more. I forgot about the much, much more. Yes. How could I forget? Uh, we start as ever with some movie news. Zijan, tell me some movie news. So, um... Which, which popular... films this year have started filming in Morocco? That's what I want to know. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's the next Star Wars film. Okay. Uh, the new popular film category in the Oscars... Which you're all very excited by, and I can't wait for, and I hope you're not going to crush my dreams, Zijan. Well, <laughs> it's been put on hold. Oh. Well, it will not be featured in the 2019 Academy Awards, at least. Well, it's, it's almost like they didn't think it through. <laughs> at all, right? Like, I mean, <laughs> after all the mostly negative feedback. There has been a lot of, yeah, a lot of negative feedback towards that. Hmm. Yeah. It, I mean. They must have thought, well, we put the word popular in it, that's got to go down well. No. <laughs> no. no, we spoke to death about this anyway in a previous podcast. But you, I think was it us? Some of, was it? Hmm? Do you think it was us that made the change? Do you th- you th- <laughs> it was the, the power yes. of the seed set of movies. We have so much influence, so much clout. Oh, I thought it, I thought it might be. Wow. <laughs> but some of the changes uh, will still go ahead. Apparently, like they still want to cut it down to three hours, and um, I think six to eight categories will still be presented during commercial I mean, breaks. Three hours is still really long, isn't it? That's a- yeah. I don't think they sit down for three hours straight. They probably go for breaks. Anyway, um, Star Wars news. Matt Smith. Matt Smith is joining Star Wars Episode Nine in a key role, which I've written here. <laughs> I'm not sure if I'm quoting myself or or a different source, but someone has said it's a key <laughs> role. Uh, I'm I'm pretty certain someone said it's a key role as well. Excellent, because I wrote this down a while ago. <laughs> um, there we are. Obviously, a lot has been made of of. Uh, Matt Smith's sci-fi background. He was the the last but one uh, Doctor in Doctor Who. Yep. Uh, let's not forget, he also played a key role in uh, Terminator Genesis. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, that's, that's, he was very key in it, clearly. He was exceptionally key. Um, and he plays a key role in The Crown. And he probably played a key role in that thing where he played a guy who rode a boat yeah, or something. But I can't he did make that. a lot of money in The, cl- in the Crown. More than them. More than know. Claire Foy. More than Clifford as the Queen, so... I suspect he's not going to get paid more than, I don't know, Mark Hamill for this. Um, Probably not, but it's good to see him going onto the big screen. Yeah, I mean, other than Terminator Genesis, I can't think of any films I've seen him in. He Um, was in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yes, Yes. I remember that. He played, uh, what's his name? I'm trying Uh, trying to remember which one. Oh, he was Mr. Collins, wasn't he? Yes, he was Mr. Collins. Yes, he was. Ah, good times, that's... That's an underrated film, if you ask me. <laughs> I did enjoy that film as well. That's good, yeah. Uh, what else you got? Um, Kevin Feige has promised more female-led MCU movies. What a shock. Yeah, I know, right? It's, a, uh, it's supposed to be play a big part for Phase 4 and beyond. I thought they'd scrap the idea of phases. Well, yeah. I, it could be that this site, which I get all my information from... <laughs> didn't, didn't you tell me last time they scrapped it? could be. <laughs> yeah, I kind of... <laughs> I get everything from the same source, Colin. I can't help it if it contradicts itself sometimes. So the new section is just a copy and paste from this website. <laughs> wow. And the detailed research I do on phoning agents, I'm I'm scouting out LA locations. I've got my ear to the ground. No, I just get it all from the Empire podcast. <laughs> uh, okay. Well, that's, I mean, Captain Marvel obviously we knew was coming. Black Widow we knew was almost certainly coming. Exactly. Uh, 
Captain Marvel pictures came out recently as well. They did, and they look great. I'm, uh, they I'm do. Excited. I like I like seeing Brie Larson in the the Captain Marvel uniform. Yeah, that costume looks looks really good. I think you never know these costumes. Like some some of them turn out a bit a bit Shazami, um, but this is turned out very nicely. I'm. Uh, I know that people who care more about these things than I do got very upset by seeing set photos where her costumes are different colour. Hmm. But now we get to see a, the, a, the blue and red and gold that we've all been waiting for. Exactly. Yeah. It definitely looks better than the Shazam costume. <laughs> it does. And uh, the, the de-aged Samuel L. Jackson looks pretty good. I think they've, they've, they've uh, got a hang of this the whole de-aging thing. Yeah, but they, ha- they haven't um, de-aged anyone for quite so long. As they are going to have to be de- de-aging him, I reckon. Mm. De-Asian was, was what Scarlett Johansson did in, in uh, Ghost in the Shell. Anyway, I'm going to cut that out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of things... Um, I want to go anyway. Speaking of things that have been pushed back for a year, um, Top Gun Maverick has been pushed back a year. Why? I don't think that we've been told. It's just been lumped into 2020 now, I think. 2021? I don't know. A year back from where it was going to be. It's Tom Cruise starting another franchise. <laughs> I imagine that's it. Maybe maybe this Hal Jordan thing's happening. <laughs> maybe the, all the all the people who are eagerly awaiting The Mummy 2 um, yeah. are finally getting their wish. And Hal Jordan, Jordan will live. Yes. Maybe he wants to get in some films quickly before there's a popular Oscar that he can't win. <laughs> who, who can say? <sighs> Uh, it seems, I mean, they've been ramping up the cast, there have been various announcements of people joining it, and then suddenly it's, yep, we're, we're kicking that can down the road for a year. So, uh, who knows. Um, I have the new Die Hard title. Okay. McLean. Uh, okay. Yep, that's the title. That works. Yeah, I know, right? It's so, just like the, the, the Han Solo prequel title. It is, yes. It, um, are there any other f- film sequels slash prequels? But are there any other theme, film prequels that have got the title is the surname of the protagonist mm. well this is quite simple let us know at CZ of Movies <laughs> on Twitter or CZ of Movies at gmail.com can you think of any prequel titles that are just the surname of the protagonist we'll, we'll probably do a feature on this anyway one day yes once we run out of things to talk about <laughs> it's going to str- struggle to pad out an entire um, <laughs> I guess Captain Marvel kind of is a prequel where the, the, the thing is the name of the protagonist kind of Kind of. But anyway, um, Bruce Willis is back, obviously, playing, playing John McClane, but there'll be another actor playing his younger self. This is going to be really bad, isn't it? Have you seen, uh, well, you, have you seen the late, the most recent Die Hard film? No, I've seen all the rest. Oh, okay. Oh, well, so I have no idea to, what to base on. I've not seen anything since Die Hard 3, so. Okay, but I, so I think, I think we talked about it before, it's almost like when Bruce Willis bookending it with a, Hey, I remember when I was first on the force, and then you get the young guy, and then that's it. Then you go back. But the whole point of the first Die Hard is that this was a guy who whose job as a policeman had been quite dull and uneventful, and he was suddenly thrust into this crazy experience. So the, the whole idea of a prequel is just going to be him on the beat, filling in paperwork. <laughs> uh, that's a mistake. I am pretty sure there will be some um, retro changing going on. I'm that's sure. Retro changing. It's a new new CDZ of movies word. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I've just created. Yeah, phone the dictionary. Uh, the the Joker movie, which mm. I'm sure I I told the world via the medium of this podcast, was officially titled Joker, which in fact is a prequel movie where the title is the protagonist's name. Um, although according to reports, now is as yet untitled. So who knows what's going on there? Anyway, Alec Baldwin's in, and immediately out. Of the uh, the new Joker movie, how how is this news, Colin? I've actually seen this bit of news. I was like, you reje- I'm not going to tell anyone about this. I'm going to tell my <laughs> listeners that someone was in and then went out again. Who wants to listen to this? That's exciting news. No, how is this exciting news? There's this, there's a whole background. The Empire podcast talked about it, so it must be <laughs> exciting. I bought him. It's going to be a Donald Trump like uh, Thomas Wayne, and then he said, "I'm out because 25 guys could play this part." Which I think is too many people to play the play the one part, but there you go. I'm hamstrung by convention. So, what is proper news is that that was, that was a great joke. That's one of my some some of my best work. Just ignored. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm coming back to proper news now. Okay, go on, go on. Argue. Ed Sheeran is making his film debut. 
in the new Richard Curtis film. Uh, yes. Didn't yes. we know that like six months ago? No. What? Didn't we all know that? Did we know that? Did I know that? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I said it here, but there you go. Tell me more about that. This, um, got, this, this new section is one of our best, I think. He's <laughs> um, joined the cast. This is D- Danny Boyle's next film as well. Yep, yep. I've definitely so talked about this before. This yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard uh, Curtis. Okay. Uh, it's a guy who wakes up in a world where the Beatles never existed. And that is still better news than Alec Baldwin's <laughs> non-committal appearance in The Joker. I disagree strongly. Um, this film, I'm, I'm excited by this film. Actually. I like Richard Curtis' stuff. Uh, I love the Beatles. I have no strong feelings about Ed Sheeran. Um, did you see his Game of Thrones appearance? I didn't see that. I heard bad things about it. People that. hated that, apparently. Yeah. Uh, speaking of music, uh, Gemma Arterton will be playing Dusty Springfield, um, who in a film that I can't remember the title of, but they have given it a title, and it's not Dusty. It's something like So Much Love. Springfield. <laughs> so, so Much Love, maybe. Springfield, that would have been a better title. Uh, Gemma Arterton, I, I never warmed her until um, Their Finest last year, which I thought she was she was brilliant in that. Uh, and Dusty Springfield's a great singer with an exciting backstory, so uh, yeah, that should be good. Oh. It's not really the kind of thing we often do podcasts about, but... Uh, no, maybe we should, though. There, there are loads of uh, all these biographical films Ooh, and singers musical out. biopics there we go that could be a, yeah. that could be a, a theme yes you got any more um, Dwayne Johnson has been cast as the Hawaiian king Kamehameha one in Robert Zemeckis upcoming oh, yeah. historical epic the king I didn't know that Hawaii had kings they do huh. they do That's, um, he was the founder and the first ruler of the kingdom of Hawaii okay he united the Hawaiian islands into one royal kingdom in 1810 after a long period of conflict. Now, the last film I saw about Hawaii was Aloha. Is, is this going to be better than that? I assume so. Doesn't Dwayne Johnson have Hawaiian blood? I believe he does. Yeah. So, I'm pretty sure he looked more Hawaiian than Emma Stone. Emma Stone. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was, that was a shame. That was poor. That was a terrible film with a great cast. Really great but cast, but terrible film. Yeah. I was really looking forward to that film as well. Yeah, well. Uh, the only other piece of news I have is incredibly boring. Um, Lady in the Trump, um, Yvette Nicole Brown has joined the cast of Lady in the Trump. You might know her from Community and from the uh, uh, the Matthew Perry, Thomas Lennon remake of The Odd Couple. So, definitely Community. Yeah. <laughs> Not the other one. Um, yeah. It's the only... Matthew Perry, I think, since Friends has had th- three... No, three or four uh, sitcoms. And this is the only one that made it to a second season and has been cancelled. Oh, Matthew. That's all the news I have. My last bit of news, yes, uh, which is slightly more exciting, okay, is that Wiley Coyote from Looney Tunes fame is getting his own movie. Really? I know. This is exciting, Uh, isn't it? Exactly. It's more exciting than the Lady and Trump news you got me. (laughs) Yeah, it's really been a downhill, downhill spiral, this, um, this new <laughs> sex, doesn't it? The name okay. of the film is Coyote vs. Acme. Okay. You know Acme? But they're the ones who make all the stuff that... That breaks when Coyote uses it. I don't care at all, Zijan. I don't care <laughs> at all. <laughs> <laughs> if if I went to the cinema and it was just this film and the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, I'd watch Sonic the Hedgehog. That's how, how much I don't care Would about you really? This. I would. I would. Which one would you choose out of those two films? Yeah, well... This one, I guess. Okay. Well, it's a shame. Watch a Sonic and Hedgehog film. We won't be able to sit together. That's a shame. <laughs> we're not. We've not been sitting together <laughs> to watch a film for ages. No, it's true. Well, there, it. there you go. On, on, on that note, as I as I approach this podcast, I did think there's not a lot. I knew this last couple of weeks. I hope season's got something good. And uh, I did. Which one was a good one? <laughs> uh, the one that was mentioned before. Okay. Uh, we move on then to our, our segment to see or not to Z, where we talk about a film we've seen recently and whether you, the listener, should see it or whether you should not Z it. Zijan, have you seen a film? I was just thinking that you f- did you say the same thing every single every time. time? Uh, people like consistency. Ah, that's very impressive. I don't even have it written down. It's 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 all up here. Oh uh, wow! The listener will have no. to imagine that I pointed to my head uh, when I said that. <laughs> um, I saw part of a film. Does that count? <laughs> yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> was it a trailer? Uh, no, <laughs> I saw bits of Sausage Party on Netflix. Ooh, that's the Seth Rogen uh, Weagle. 
Yes, that's um. Of our kind animated of, sausages, your living nightmare, Colin. I think I can cope with. It. Well, I'm not going to watch really? it because it, it. Um. Oh, maybe they sing, I, Colin. They sing. they sing. Isn't it um eighteen rated? This thing. It is definitely eighteen rated. <laughs> yeah, the kind of if it feels very much like Seth Rogen and his and his buddies got stoned and one said wouldn't it be funny if sausages were alive and someone was like yeah let's make that into a movie uh yeah i think that pretty much sums up the film really <laughs> okay uh, i mean like the at the beginning it was really funny because it felt very novel and then uh, it felt like how many sexual innuendos can you do with food okay <laughs> in, in one scene you know it, it got funny it was funny at first and then it got really tiresome so which which, yeah. which i'm interested to know how you only watch parts of it how did that uh, i got bored and i just started skipping okay <laughs> So, um, oh, no, my, my favorite bit of it was a, a meatloaf called Meatloaf singing, uh, I would do anything for love. Okay, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, would you say that our listeners should see it or would you say they should not see it? Yeah. Probably not. There are much better films on Netflix, to be honest. Okay. Uh, I watched a film called Journey's End, um, which is based on the play. It's set in the, the First World War. Uh, it came out this year. It's a British film. Um, came on. Yeah, cinemas towards the beginning of the year, I think, and, and out on DVD now. Uh, and it's really, really good. I recommend it. It's, um, I say, based on a play, so it's all quite uh, confined. So it's, it's about yeah, a group of soldiers uh, in the trenches. You don't really get the um, kind of wide scope that you get in some war films. Uh, it doesn't feel too stagey, though. You do get them kind of moving in and out. And you do get some, a couple of scenes in No Man's Land. Uh, yeah, Paul Bettany, uh, Sam Claflin, and uh, Asa Butterfield, the main cast. Um, oh yeah, I really recommend it. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a great, great performances all around. Great script, great score. Is it on Netflix? It is not on Netflix. It feels like something that might appear on Netflix at some point. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's, it's not on Netflix yet. Uh, it's the third Paul Bettany film I've seen this year. Oh, I've made three. Um, okay. After Infinity War and Solo. But yeah, check it out. We move on then to our main segment. Um, Actors slash directors. Yeah, how are you going to do this, Colin? I'm I'm, I'm curious to know. Yeah, me too. It's going to be uh, <laughs> so. I, I was just uh, thinking of the, the different kind of different ways in which actors become directors. And oh, I was going okay. to through a list, and and there's some of them are kind of the, the still best known for acting, but every now and again they decide to have to do a bit of directing. There are presumably some directors who do a bit of acting on the side. Uh, there's some actors who just started directing, and, and we don't know which way they're going to go. And there's some actors who basically just become directors and you never see them acting anymore. Oh, wow. You sound like you've done more research than me. So you can do all the <laughs> speaking from now on. Oh, brilliant. This is going to be a... <laughs> gonna be a I, I, I've done some stuff. Okay. Uh, so well, let's, 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 let's start with some of them who've kind of... Because I think it's interesting to see which way they're going to go. Because there's, there's some people I think... Some actors think, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I can see why you moved into directing. And there's some who mm-hmm. think, really? I had no idea that you would you would do that kind of thing. Uh, so let's let's start with John Krasinski. Why not? Um, okay. Yep. Star of among others, Aloha. Um, What's he in Aloha? He he plays um, uh, Rachel McAdams' husband in Aloha. Oh, I had so much respect for John Krasinski. <laughs> he's perhaps better known for The Office and now Jack Ryan, but also he's directed three films, uh, including last year's um, A Quiet. Was that last year? This year. Uh, la- Early this year, uh, a quiet place. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, yeah, so did, did you watch The Office? Did you? No, okay. I did watch some of the clips about the pranks that he played oh, yeah. on YouTube, though, because they're the best. Because I think this is um, it's not a, not an actor that you kind of you don't watch The Office and think, yeah, he's definitely going to become a director. I, I never kind of got that impression, but it's uh, I seen The Hollers, which is his film, um, his second film, the one before that. Um, which is kind of this family drama. There's kind of matriarch is ill, and you kind of see the family gather around. Which feels, it's it's fine. It's nothing special. Uh, it's got a good cast, mm-hmm. um, and it got some kind of good reviews. It was never released over here, so I got it on DVD. But the, yeah, it kind of felt almost a bit like a someone trying to sign. And then suddenly, Quiet Place is is huge, and and everyone loves it. Um, and they're going to make a sequel of it as well. And they're making a sequel, and. And uh, and now suddenly I think I'd be much more excited to see a John Krasinski directed film than I would to see a John Krasinski acted film. I think you like the Quiet Place, Colin. The bits of it I have my eyes open for. I thought were great. Yeah, yeah. And he is a great actor, and really stretching himself. So yeah, apparently a lot of first time directors 
move and do horror because it's cheap. Which, um, well, that kind of makes sense, though. You do not need a lot of you know budget to pull out scares. So off the top of my head, mm. our, our exciting rating system for directors, um, yes. would you prefer to see them direct a film or act in a film? Oh, okay. Are we... Uh, okay. For John Krasinski. For John Krasinski. Uh, well, <laughs> I've only seen him directing... And uh, acting. <laughs> well, yeah, acting <laughs> in, okay. a, in a quiet place. I've not seen any of his past okay. uh, ventures. So this could be a bit tricky. Right. I'm going to say uh, I prefer to see him directing. There you go. Oh, okay. I'm not, I'm not going to think too hard about these. Um, <laughs> uh, Wait, what kind of point system are you employing here? Um, that that was it. I don't know. Five points for directing and four points for acting. There you go. He's got a Ooh. nine out of ten. Ouch. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure we're going to stick to that. Uh, how about Ben Affleck? So he's uh, obviously been. Well, he started off. I don't know if he started off, but he, he sprung to to recognition as a writer for yes uh, for Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Thank you. Which he won um, the Oscar for for screenplay yeah. alongside Matt Damon, and uh, and he's done a fair bit of directing now. So he's probably done what five or six films, maybe. So he did um, yeah, Gone Baby Gone, uh, yeah, Town, Argo, mm. and Lift by Night. That's it. Is that all? He knows all he's done, isn't it? Well, that's all on my list, so I assume so. And uh, right. he was in talks to direct Batman and then dropped out of that. Um, yeah. I've seen none of those films, by the way. <laughs> the ones he's directed. This is this is going very well. Uh, <laughs> I I find that right. By the way, before you go on, okay. a lot of the films that um, were directed by actors, I really have not seen them at all. Okay, this is going to be a fun one. Um, <laughs> uh, so I, I have seen all his films apart from *Live by Night*. Um, *Gone Baby Gone* is a bit forgettable. *Argo* is a fantastic film, I think. Um, actually, won Best Picture. He was not nominated for best best, uh, best director either, but he won the BAFTA for it. Mm. Uh, that caused some controversy. It was a big surprise at the time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I guess this is less surprising because his background was in writing anyway, so he's involved in that kind of film work. And at the time, it felt like a way almost to get out of acting jail because he was he'd had a yeah big nosedive in his career. Um, I don't think he was doing very well acting wise. I mean, he started in. Some pretty poor films in the early 2000s. It with did, Daredevil yeah. and Jiggly. Jiggly? Oh, yes, Jiggly, yes. Yeah. So it almost kind of... I mean, and he casts himself in the lead in almost all his films. Um, so it, when he's not casting his brother. So it, it almost felt like kind of a... Uh, he wanted he wanted to have decent roles for himself, so he just directed them. Um, okay, which kind of makes sense, right? Yeah, smart move. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yes, yeah, so, I so say for him. I mean, I like him as an actor, but I think again, I'd be more interested to see what he's doing as a director. I think he probably enjoys directing more, but it feels like. Well, I feel well. It seems like it. I mean, the past few films he starred in, he didn't wish he didn't direct. Didn't really get good reviews today. Well, like, apart, yeah, the Gone Girl seems to be the exception. Yeah, but apart from that, apart from that, yeah, the and DC's universe and the Accountant. Yeah, well, that, that's getting a sequel. Um, of somewhat, course it somewhat is. surprisingly uh, and it felt like I mean Gone Girl say was the exception and that felt almost like he was doing it because David Fincher was directing and he wanted to kind of learn from him so I, I, I could see yeah 10 years time Ben Affleck's much more of a director than, than an actor um, have you got any from your list that, that what we to talk about that you might have seen some of their films <laughs> uh, John Farrell okay yeah yep. who has directed Elf Iron Man Iron Man 2 the the Jungle Book, Lion King, and I didn't know he was um, an actor. Okay, <laughs> uh, but he starred in uh, I'm not Daredevil, um, Iron Man, obviously, as Happy Hogan. Oh yeah, he was um, Foggy in Daredevil, wasn't he? Yeah, that. he was. Yeah, uh, he was in Almost Famous. He was in Chef as well, which he directed. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Swingers was was one of his earliest films, which is very good. Mm. Um, yeah, and. I think he's probably not given as much credit as he should for for Iron Man. I mean, I don't know if you all have Iron Man, but it kind of it set the tone for the MCU. He basically invented the MCU style. Yes, uh, I don't think many people remember him as the director of Iron Man, to be honest. No, I, I mean, in fairness, Iron Man 2 was pretty poor, and he, he was director of that as well. But yeah, I think the, the amount of work... Because obviously he, he plays Happy Hogan, so he does have a kind of recurring role in that. But again, he feels much more 
uh, it feels like he he's more interested in directing now. I could be wrong because he's done up things like Couples Retreat and some of it. Like yeah, I know he, he Adam Sandler type stuff. But. They they seem like cameos, don't they? Yeah, they just show up because oh we are good friends. Why don't you come show up in my film? But the Jungle Book was really good, and he's going to make the live action The Lion King, which would if if it's similar to what the Jungle Book was, I had good hopes for it. So would you say you're looking? You'd prefer to see him directing or prefer to see him acting, Zian? I guess directing, right? There you go. It's a, Wait, it's a, it's a clean I, sweep I finally program. contributed to this podcast. <laughs> this exciting, yes. It's taken two years, but finally it's happened. Um, Wait. <laughs> uh, brilliant. Oh, what else we got? Uh, Mel Gibson. I don't know if you've seen any of Mel Gibson's films. I have seen Hacksaw Ridge. There you go. Do you like it? I enjoyed Hacksaw Ridge a lot, actually. Yeah, I thought I thought it was fantastic. Andrew Garfield's brilliant, and I thought it was well directed. A bit, bit schmaltzy at times. Um, I mean, he's been directing off and on for a long time. So he directed Braveheart a long time I ago. I didn't know that as well. I thought he, yeah, I thought he just started it. But I'm, yeah, and this, this is what, I, I feel these have surprised me. Kind of, I mean, I've not done huge amounts of research, but I've been slightly surprised. I think, oh, right, this guy directed this film 20 years ago and then didn't bother doing much directing after that. And Yeah. What else is he? He did obviously Passion of the Christ. Um, Apocalypto. Apocalypto, yeah. And it, I mean, obviously, uh, Mel Gibson's had his, had his, had his troubles um, and it almost felt like kind of being behind the camera was a way to kind of get his films out without attracting quite the same level of controversy. Maybe that's not, maybe that's not fair. I'm not sure. Mm. Um, but yes, you can see Hacksaw Ridge and not think too hard about Mel Gibson, which is perhaps why he was Oscar nominated for it. He was. Well mm. done him. Well done him. I saw him in Daddy's Home 2 the other day. Uh, um, how was that? It was pretty bad. <laughs> that's the one with uh, Mark Wahlberg, was it? Uh, yep, Mark Wahlberg and uh, Will Ferrell and John Lithgow. It's I was very tired. <laughs> 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 it was on Netflix. Uh, it wasn't. I was in a. You had a weak moment. Tiny hotel room in Edinburgh. Yeah. I thought I know what I'll do. I think it wasn't Netflix. It was the hotel. Um, anyway, who cares where, where I saw this from? Um, let's let's move on to some. So there's some directors or some actors who've kind of directed once or twice. I guess my, my trying to think this through, I think directing sounds really hard. I mean, you've got to kind of run everything, you've got all these people reporting into all these decisions you've got to make. Mm. And yet, some people, they just seem to, yeah, I'll give directing a crack, why not? And just do it and then never bother at all, do it every now and again. Um, so I've got Jodie Foster on the list here. I only mentioned because she, she's a, directed a few TV episodes and things, but and apparently yes. has made four films. How um, did she? I know she directed a Black Mirror episode. Mm, and apparently she did a couple of Oranges in New Black as well, but. And uh, House of Cards. But yeah, she did a film in '91 called Little Man Tate. Never heard of it. '95 Home for Holidays. Never heard of it. And then she had a 16-year break before she did The Beaver, um, which in fact stars Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. Uh, and I think it's a fantastic film actually. Um, the late Anton Yelchin is very good, and um, Jennifer Lawrence in a fairly um, early career. Um, and she did Money Monster uh, in 2016, which isn't so isn't so good. But uh, again, Jodie Foster, I think someone who's been in and around films for so long. Is someone who will have picked up ideas along the way. Yeah, it kind of makes sense for her to move into directing. Mm. Yeah. And it, it makes you think about kind of all the people who've been in and around films all the entire career and never, never really thought about directing. I, I was listening to um podcast that day and they, they trying to, was it, I think it was podcast, saying, why is Tom Cruise never directed a film? Which I thought was interesting because he's, if, like the Mission Impossible films almost acts as a second director anyway. Well, he is executively producing all of them, though, isn't he? Well, in fact, regularly producing, I think. Uh, <laughs> which I, I've, is there a difference? What's the difference? As far as I'm like, a producer actually does something, the executive producer just has their name on it. Oh, okay. Um, it just that, puts that the money be behind it, I guess. Yeah, um, that might not be the official distinction, but it, it does seem that executive producers don't do much. So I guess, yeah, as a producer rather than director, but um, he must, I mean, the number of great actors and directors he's worked with he must have some ideas about wanting to do something himself and just hasn't bothered. Feels like it's a lot of work. It does feel like a lot of work. Here are some of the guy who I was slightly surprised has died to films um, is uh, Robert Redford. Uh, oh, has he? Wow. Yeah, and I've seen three of them. And I didn't really know, know that he did them. Um, and again, he kind of he did eight, 1980, 88, 92, 94, 98, 2000, um, 2007, 2010, 2012, 2014. He's, he, um, he just, every few years, thinks, yeah, I'll direct something. Yeah. So I did the uh, Lions for Lambs um, uh, quiz show, River Runs Through It, and The Horse Whisperer, actually, which he started, I think, he, uh, he directed. 
But he never made... I mean, there's, there's some good films there. Uh, Chris Show won some Oscars, I think. Um, but I've never really made a name for himself as a, as a director. I mean, you don't think of him as no. a director, do you? No. That's the thing. Like, I, I'm just going through my list. There are, there are definitely people who are more known as directors and people who are more known as actors. So who would you say and is more, I, more known as a director? Uh, I've got Ron Howard. He was an actor before. Of course he, he was. Directing. You have forgotten that, yes. Yeah. For example, uh, Woody Allen. Yeah, although, although he he kind of Woody Allen is probably the only one that really start he because he starts in all his own films. Yeah, not so much recently, but yeah, certainly because he's directed a hell of a lot of films. But yeah, stars in most of them. Um, yeah. yeah, so Ron Howard, I think you're right. He, he's I mean I don't know if he acts at all now, but I'd be really surprised if I saw him in a film uh, acting. Whereas Woody Allen, I'd be surprised if I saw him in a non-Woody Allen film. <laughs> I suppose. Um, I'm not sure. Yeah, you, you, you tried much Woody Allen? No, that's the thing. Like, um, I, I've listed all the films that Woody Allen has um, directed in, and definitely not seen any of them. Yeah, I've seen probably up to maybe even ten of them, and, and I, I really don't like Woody Allen's films. <laughs> I don't know why. And you still keep watching this. Well, I think because he's got such great reputation, I keep thinking I must be missing something. But the dialogue, because he writes them as well, usually. Maybe was the dialogue is excruciating. The characters are badly written. I I don't understand why people like him. Um, even leaving aside his private life, but yeah, my Simon will be shouting at the the podcast. Blue Jasmine is great. One day I'll get around to watching it. Well, hasn't happened yet. Uh, Orson Welles. Let's go. Let's go back to Orson Welles. I'm sure you've seen lots wow. of Orson Welles. Yes, of course, Colin. <laughs> My 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 Orson Welles library is stuck. <laughs> yeah, full. Um, you could call him Orson Welles because he's awesome. I, I have no strong with. Only because I, I think he probably he might be able to claim to be the best actor director um, after Citizen Kane, which is he both acted in and directed. Uh, but I thought it was interesting because I think uh, more than anyone else I've got on this list, he's not kind of pigeonholed as one or the other. Maybe he's better known as a director actually, but. Um, I was looking down the list, and he was kind of directing almost as soon as he was acting. He wasn't really an actor who became a director. He was just—I mean, he was only twenty-eight when he made Citizen Kane. Oh wow! Which is that's really young. Insane. Really, really young. <laughs> yeah, that's like D- Damien Chazelle young. It is. It is. And so I don't know. I think he, yeah, maybe the third film he was in or something he directed. So he was fairly quickly. I, I fancy, uh, fancy getting behind the camera. Wow. Um, it's quite a heavy film to 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 start. It's incredible. It's the directorial <laughs> I mean, debut. Yeah, so, fact, so Citizen Kane wasn't wasn't his debut, but it was it was fairly early on. So, oh, um, okay. In his, in his Still, hmm. uh, did you know Ben Stiller directed as well? Yeah, I've got him down here, and again, I guess he's the kind of the classic of all right. Now that he's directing some stuff, I he just seems to do it every now and again, but with massive gaps in between. <laughs> he did Tropic Thunder, which you enjoyed. He did, didn't he? Um, and that was, but then, yeah, and Zoolander, uh, yeah. the cable guy, which is not so good. Uh, Zoolander 2. But yeah, I saw The Secret Life of Walter Mitty uh, when it came out. And, yeah. and I thought the, tra- the trailer was fantastic. Um, and it looked like really imaginative ideas involved, particularly yeah, kind of the they, shots chosen. But. They didn't show on screen, though. Yeah. Did you, you saw it, did you? I did, yeah. yeah. It's quite disappointing. It was. Because uh, I was going to think, oh, Ben Stiller could be a, a director to be reckoned with. But, um, I'm going to nominate him as my first choice of someone I'd rather see act than direct in a film. There you go. Uh. Just because I've got to choose someone to put on that side of the equation. <laughs> it's a shame because, yeah, I mean, like, Tropic Thunder, I said I did enjoy. But, uh, yeah, it's just same, the same choice that he's, he's just, he almost seems to be kind of, oh, no one else is picking this up, I'll give it a crack. Because um, I imagine he has quite a lot of power when he's making when he's putting these films together. He would do, yeah. And he 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 does know his comedic films very well, so you would think that you know he would make the an excellent choice when it comes to directing. And again, he feels like someone who, other than the cable guy, um, he only has directed. Oh, which he was in actually, and um, so he's only directed films that he starred in. Uh, it looks like, yeah. So. I, Again, it seems like so much work to just kind of do it every now and again um, <laughs> without a great kind of directorial vision or anything. Um, this isn't going to delay us too long, but uh, you, do you know the film Three Men and a Baby? Yes. It was directed by Leonard Nimoy. Was well, it? I always think that's fascinating. Um, wow, I, I didn't know that. Yeah. I 
I just think that's so weird. Um, and just, you might hear quite wow. a lot of, lots of me uh, typing away in the background this during this episode because I'm looking stuff up on uh, IMDb. Like, yeah, well, good trivia for pop quizzes, though. Yeah. So, I mean, he, he directed some TV stuff. He directed a couple of Star Treks and nothing else I've heard of. But yeah, Three Men and a Baby, Leonard Nimoy. Hmm, very cool. <laughs> good for him. Um, what else we got here? We've got Kenneth Branagh. So, I think he's still still acting, but he's doing a lot more directing. Yeah, I think I days. more associate him with being a director now more than being an actor. And to be honest, the only film that I saw him in acting was the Harry Potter film. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think. What, I've seen him in um, Murder in the Orange Express last year, which he also uh, directed. You heard his voice in Avengers Infinity War. Yep, I know that. <laughs> Uh, but he's, obviously he started on the stage and I, I, I don't know whether he's directed in the theatre he probably has it feels like he's the kind of guy who would have directed in the theatre mm. yeah, he was un- uncredited in Chariots of Fire who knew uh, but yeah he, and he has quite an interesting director because you think uh, stage director lots of Shakespeare and a lot of his early career Shakespeare and Fennessy has directed several Shakespeare Ham- Hamlet Love Labour's Lost uh, as you like it mm-hmm. much to do about nothing but then recently he's, yeah, he's directed Thor he's directed Cinderella he's directed Jack Ryan um, Quite a uh, eclectic mix of y- films. Yeah, and I like him as a director. Actually, I think um, Jack, the Jack Ryan film I thought was underrated. I thought it was a good kind of more weighted in character than the previous Jack Ryan's. Like, there's the Chris Pine version. I enjoyed that. Um, Cinderella was very good. Murder Orange Express was disappointing. I thought, but um, Thor probably my favourite Phase One Marvel film or before Avengers. Yep. So I think he's he's very competent. Um, Okay, I'm not sure what his his distinct. I guess the most distinctive thing is he brings out the characters in in what he's directing. Um, so Thor felt a lot more character driven than some of them. Cinderella, you got to see all of that. Maybe that's from his theatre background. Who knows? Um, Tom Hanks has done a little bit of directing. Has he? And this is this is perhaps the the most obvious example of someone who gave it a go and I thought actually not for me because um, he directed a film called That Thing You Do, which I think is really good. She's on Netflix. Um, uh, I recommend that one. It's all about a band uh, coming together. And he directed Larry Crown. Uh, was that oh, seven years ago now? he started here, didn't he? I feel so well. Seven years. I remember Larry Crown coming up. Um, yeah. Was it, and was those, it seven years ago? 2011, yeah. I thought it, I thought, I thought it was much older than that. <laughs> oh, really? I thought it was much more recent. So there you go. Um, yeah, that was with Julia Roberts. But yeah, there were 15 years between those two films. He, he's put directed some t- like TV movie and a bunch of TV episodes but those are the only two films he's directed and that just seems so so weird to me <laughs> yeah, 1996 you can think yeah I'll give this a crack and then 15 years later so I'll try another one <laughs> so maybe 2026 we're going to see yeah, this next film we'll get a Tom Hanks film yeah but I like Tom Hanks as an actor anyway so and it's someone I mean he's such a great actor and brings such kind of exactly. complexity and depth you'd think that would translate into directing but I mean that thing you do is great fun but it's not exactly a deep movie and Larry Crown didn't get great reviews I've not seen it so I guess it doesn't necessarily uh, doesn't necessarily translate I, I don't know how good Ron Howard was an, as an actor but I suspect um, his, his, <laughs> his films are better has he been yeah. anything other than Happy Days well Ron Howard yeah he was in The Music Man apparently and oh, right. American Graffiti. Oh, American Graffiti. Yes, I mm. need to watch that one these days. Uh, that was George Lucas, wasn't it? Um, yeah, asking way too many <laughs> questions that I've put down on my Excel spreadsheet. I think, was, I think that was George Lucas pre-Star Wars. Um, okay, let's... Uh, I'll just go for Sylvester Stallone. Um, he's he's a man who is never afraid to try his hand at directing. Um, I don't think he's a very good director, to be honest. What did he direct? Rocky 2, Rocky 3, Rocky 4, Rocky Balboa, Rambo, The Expendables. Uh, he did Staying Alive. What, like the the uh, Bee Gees musical yeah. film thing? It's a, yeah. That's I, bizarre. I didn't know. So it's the sequel to Saturday Night Fever. Um, it was directed by Sylvester Stallone. That's really bizarre. Why? Well, that's that's the exciting CZ fact of the episode. I know. <laughs> And a film called Paradise Alley, which I've never heard of. Which he, um, but yeah, basically, he, he the first Rocky, 
he wrote it, he starred in it, he, he had a lot of power in what was happening, but he didn't actually direct. It's a bit like George Lucas, I guess, didn't actually direct uh, all the Star Wars films, but really basically did. He just got someone else to do it on the day. He mm. felt a bit like Sylvester Stallone was the driving force between Rocky and behind Rocky and decided to direct most of the sequels. Um, and was t- was going to direct Creed 2, but a step back, so someone else is directing it now. Well, I'm, I'm okay, because I've not seen any of the films that he's directed. And I've heard that the Rocky sequels weren't exactly great anyway, so uh, no. leave Creed to the experts. Yeah, because it's, it's I think Rocky is an absolutely fantastic film. It's one of my favourites. And yet the other Rockies, they're okay, well, but no. they really go downhill until Creed, which I, I think, again, wasn't... That was much more of a Ryan Coogler film anyway, so I, Ryan Coogler's not going to kind of sit back and let Slice Alone take over, whereas who knows what this other guy's going to do. So I think, yeah, I, 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 I'm not exactly a huge fan of his, of his <laughs> acting outside of a few things, but yeah, I, I prefer to see him... Actually, I'm, I definitely prefer to see him acting. I probably prefer to see him writing as well, because I think he writes well. Mm. Um, but yeah, as a director, he does the job, but it doesn't have a lot of subtlety to him. I'm going to check out Staying Alive. <laughs> Are you really? No. <laughs> Have you even seen the Saturday Night Fever? No. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe uh, Maybe I'll, next time our episode is uh, films based on BG songs. <laughs> <laughs> I think we'll, we'll be stuck with two. Uh, you might be right. How Deep Is Your Love The uh, is a film that might exist, but probably not. Um <laughs> Let's talk about um, actors who have just started off in the world of directing. Um, yeah, well, last week we talked about Natalie Portman. Yes, yeah, she's getting into uh, directing herself. And I mentioned Jennifer Morrison last time. Yeah. Which, which is the real spot, because again, that's, there are some actors, yeah, like a Tom Hanks or something, you think, oh yeah, I think they make a really good director. Jennifer Morrison is not someone I ever thought that about, uh, but I think, yeah, really promising start. Mm, who knows, right? Uh, Andy Serkis, he's, he's started directing. Yes, he has. I have uh, his much um, delayed Mowgli film. Yeah, which I mean, let's not prejudge it, but it doesn't look wonderful. Great, yeah, um, and there's a lot to live up to as well. Yeah, he, he, I mean, it's very unfortunate because he was starting doing this before Disney got their Jungle Book off the ground, and uh, mm. they beat him to the punch quite considerably. But I mean, because he's got his own studio, but it seems to be all based off. Yeah, he came in to play Gollum, and was really at the forefront of motion capture. And is is the world expert on, in in that field, which I guess is why Mowgli is happening. Um, but his first film, about his only film to date, I think he directed was Breathe, um, which was about a guy who was had, I want to say polio. Is it polio? Is this the Andrew Garfield Claire yeah, Foy? That's the one. Yeah. Film. So yeah, and basically their, their um, developments and treatment for that, and how they kind of created this um, this chair that you could move in, and, and it's great. It's a great film. It's great performances. It's it's a good film. Um, not necessarily the most distinctive directorial style. It feels a lot like a lot of other films of that of that sort. A kind of plucky British hero and uh, kind of quite an uplifting uh, struggle against trials and this, but not necessarily showing what his films are going to be like in the future. But mm. I, 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 he, again, he strikes me as a kind of thoughtful actor who would have ideas that he wants to play out, as opposed to someone who just picked up camera because he's got nothing else to do. I'm looking at you, Ben Stiller. Oh, well, it feels like this. So, I mean, even the the, the reason why Andy Serkis got so famous is because he lent a lot of depth to all his characters that he played, even yeah. though they're just motion captured hmm. characters. So, yeah. So, I mean, let's, maybe Mowgli will will reflect that. But hopefully, it's out next year, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I think it is. Yes, on, on Netflix. As you say. Um, Denzel Washington. He hasn't done a lot of directing, I think, but he, he did um, Fences last year, which was really good. Um, I, not, he was certainly also not into the track because again he starred in it. Um, I say it was, I say it was really good. I think it was very, very, very well acted, and the script was great. The directing was not so strong, I think. Um, so apparently, it's his third film after Antoine Fisher and the Great Debaters. I've never heard of either of those. Nope. Um, and those are 02 and 07 so he's had a long gap. Um, yeah. I'm not. I mean, I'm not the world's biggest Denzel Washington fan. He does a lot of kind of fairly. Bland I know for some reason. Stuff. I have no idea why. <laughs> you made it clear a while back as well. Although you're familiar, Zijan, with the Coddies, where I give up my uh, film yes. awards every year, I gave him Best Actor for Fences, so I was, I was really turned around on that. Huh. Um, so maybe there's more to it. Did you ever see Roman J. Israel Esquire? No, I haven't. It came out this year. 
because he was yeah. nominated for that in various and, places. Oh yeah, for best actor in Oscars. Yeah, and then and no one, no one <laughs> has watched it <laughs> or heard of it. Yeah, uh, weird. But yeah, I, after Fences, I think I prefer him as, a, as an actor than a director. Mm. Okay, so maybe I'll go have to seek out some of that stuff to see if it. Maybe I'll yeah, choose because I think Inside a Man was one of the first I saw, and was it American something or other? I quite like the Pelican Brief. Yeah, I should give Denzel another try. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, Brie Larson has directed a film. What? Uh, yeah, um, the Unicorn <laughs> Store. It has not got a release. <laughs> <laughs> um, does, does that make you a director, though? If it's not got a release. <laughs> Yeah, maybe she just, ran, we just went and told everyone, yeah, I died for this film. <laughs> it's really good. She's also the star. I mean, it's got a great cast. Samuel Jackson, Bradley Whitford. Well, it's got a good cast. Uh, Hamish Linklade is in it. Look at that. Joan Cusack. It's got a pretty decent cast. Uh, I'm sure it's oh. been to some film festivals. Um, and allegedly, released. allegedly it was released in this country on the 29th of June, but I'm pretty sure that's not true. <laughs> oh, it, was, uh, it went to the Toronto International Film Festival and it went to the Edinburgh International Film Festival. But it did not go so far as that place we call the cinema <laughs> but that, uh, I mean that seems weird because she's, she's she's quite young she's she's, she's she, I mean she, obviously she's big she's won an Oscar but it, to, to make a to direct a film even if no one actually watches it uh, at this point in her career to me that shows that she's got these kind of directorial ambitions um, that maybe she's going to move more into or maybe the fact that no one released her film will put her off I don't know <laughs> I can't no, even find maybe. a trailer for it. <laughs> a, do, yeah. do, do actors turn directors after they've won an Oscar for Best Actor? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, maybe Tom, that's why. Tom Hanks did, and, and, uh, and then immediately stopped. So, uh, <laughs> See? Okay. This is this is our theory. Is it, as you win an Oscar, you direct a film, you realise that actually it's, not, it's better to go back into acting. Yep. I'm buying it. That sounds good to me. Um, <laughs> uh, Sylvester Sloan did, never won an Oscar for acting, but he did... Uh, he came close though. He came close. Like Rocky did come very close. Yeah. Uh, Paul Dano is uh, his directorial debut comes out this year. Um, you, Do I know Paul Dano? You'll have definitely seen him in things. Um, he's my <laughs> best known in this country. Uh, he did um, War and Peace, uh, a TV thing. But um, he's been. He was in uh, There'll Be Blood. Um, apparently, he was in Twelve Years a Slave. Hmm. Um, what else have we got? You, uh, Ruby Sparks, did you ever watch that? No, I don't see Ruby Sparks. Apparently, it was in Night and Day, goodness me. Um, Looper, he was in. Uh, okay, I've seen Looper, but I can't recall him. Yeah, he's he's a very good actor. He's, he's um, the husband, I think, or possibly boyfriend of uh, Zoe Kazan, who was the, the female lead in um, oh, Love Sick. No, The Big Sick, rather. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, he's a really good actor. He's um always steals his scenes and he's quite a you know, character actor throws his. So uh he's doing a film called uh, Wilderness, which is let's see sorry Wilderness, Wildlife, uh starring Kerry Monaghan and Jake Gyllenhaal mm. Um which looks like it's gonna be pretty good. It feels kind of um kind of good cast Yeah, good cast. It's quite distinctive, quite I'm not sure how best to describe it. I'm quite, it. It feels like a film festival kind of film. That's the best way to describe it. It's certainly not going for a mass audience, but it, it looks very thoughtful. Um, apparently, great performance in those two, they say. The trailer looked good. He, he's interesting. There's a kid in it who looks quite a lot like Paul Dano. Um, which reminds, <laughs> Is it his kid? I, well, maybe. <laughs> but I did read someone while ago. Uh, I think it was after they'd seen uh, Ready Player One, pointing out that directors quite often um, will cast kids who look like they did when they were a kid and then the kid in Ready Player One looks a lot like Steven Spielberg did when he was a kid so um, ah. that's an interesting theory which I've not bothered to develop um, ah. or do you just put their kids in like Ron Howard does that's true are there any other actors you put? Um, I think Sam Raimi got his kids to cameo in uh, one, one of the Spider-Man films um, I'm, I'm sure I'm sure they are Clint Eastwood definitely doesn't put his kids in though has Scott Eastwood never been in a Clint Eastwood film? No, I, I, th- I think he. No, I think I think he has, but I think Scott Eastwood had to go through like the proper audition process and everything. Okay. Yeah, like I think to prevent nepotism. Um, I'm not, now this is all I want to find out now is directors who put their kids in films. Um, I'm pretty sure Will Smith has put Jaden Smith in almost everything. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Didn't even get Willow to do something at one point. Um, apparently, uh, Scott Eastwood's debut film was Flags of Our Fathers. But he was credited as Scott Reeves for his first five films. Presumably on Gran Torino as well. 
Um, I'm in trouble with the curve. He's in all these. He's in. He's made a lot of uh, a lot of confused films. Apparently, he was uncredited in the video for Taylor Swift's Wildest Dreams. <laughs> your 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 IMDb scrolling is giving us a lot of trivia. There's a lot of solid content here. I know, right? <laughs> this is this is great stuff. Um, I was also thinking, and I'm not sure how far this will get, but I was thinking, um, which directors would make good? Sorry, which actors would make good directors? And um, there's not really a lot to go on. Um, but I was, I Based said what, because yeah. I thought, you know, who'd be a good um, good director? Gary Oldman. He strikes me as someone who'd be a good director. So I looked him up, and he has directed 1997's *Nil by Mouth*, which suggests that he probably wasn't a very good director. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but apparently, he's doing a film called *Flying Horse*, um, which is announced but doesn't have a date. So uh, uh, it's well just uh, it's like a Brie Larson film. It's, it is. So uh, yeah, Gary Oldman maybe not done. <laughs> maybe not. And do, do you know um, William H Macy? Yes, uh, I yeah. do know William um, Macy. This came up on YouTube. He made a film called The Layover, which is basically just this... Um, it feels like it's a terrible film aimed at um, pre-teen girls. Um, and I'm just so amazed that he was a director because that feels very much not the kind of thing he'd be interested in. Mm. So there you go. That was what I was uh, surprised by when I was perusing YouTube. It stars Kate Upton. Mm. Maybe not pre-teen girls, but it's got Kate Upton and Alexandra Daddario. Ooh. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> uh, you know how uh, some people think that acting is a really difficult craft and that you have to work very hard to succeed in it yeah I don't think it measures up to directing then there's Kate Upton who just wanders <laughs> into these films yeah exactly that's pretty terrible I'm running out of list of directors on my on my list oh I've stopped writing out <laughs> I just let I just let you talk the whole time through Colin oh, good. <laughs> that, Gre- that was my goal the whole <laughs> <laughs> Greta Gerwig um this all this all came out because I was talking with friends about who is the best actor turned director, and I, I I think I put forward Clint Eastwood and Ben Affleck as possibilities, and they said Greta Gerwig, which um she's only just starting her directing, I think. But well, uh, what do you mean by best actor turned director? Though, like, would they do they need to be good actors or do good, they need good to at be both of them? You think? Hmm. Well, good question. Good directors. Good question, but she, um, because I, I don't know where Greta Gerwig starred in. I can't remember. Um. She has made a few films. What she made? Uh, no strings attached. <laughs> That's the one she'd want to be known for, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, nothing else I've seen. Uh, she, 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 oh, Jackie. She was in Jackie, of course. She was. Um, yeah, she was decent in that, I guess. Um, do you remember How I Met Your Dad, the uh, pilot um, for the sequel to How I Met Your Mother that never got, never got anywhere? She was in it. She. No, wait a minute. She was in a film with the same title that wasn't the same thing. <laughs> Oh no, uh. no it, it, it is the same thing. Sorry. Uh, there you go. Weirdly enough, that didn't get made. Ah, uh, let's cut out of this segment and move on. Um, hey, finally. <laughs> one of our great successes. This has been a fantastic episode. Um, to uh, Actor Factor, where we talk the minimal number of René Zellweger films that I've seen. Uh, uh, very minimal for me as well. I'm pretty sure you know Jerry Maguire, though. Great film. That's because Tom Cruise is in it. Show me the money. Everyone knows that. And yeah. all the other like quotes. That you complete like, me. You yes, have me you hello. Me hello. What a film. My brother hates that film with a passion. Uh, <laughs> why, why does he hate it for film? Uh, I don't know. Simon, uh, let us know. Why do you hate the amazing film Jerry Maguire? On c2zlmovies at gmail.com. Exactly. Is it because you are a heartless fiend? <laughs> I thought you were going to say something ruder than that, Colin. I'm a, I, I couldn't. I, to my lovely brother, who has a, <laughs> has a blind spot when it comes to the acting genius that is Tom Cruise. You uh, do. You do. You must have seen uh, the uh, the old Bridget Jones films or some of them. Uh, yeah, I've seen the first Bridget Jones films. Just okay. I've seen Chicago, which I enjoy a lot. And the other two are just Shark Tale. Oh, yeah. She was <laughs> in and no one cared about. And I didn't know she was in Monsters vs. Aliens as well, because I thought that was Reese Witherspoon. But very few films I saw seen her in, which I was quite surprised by, because I thought she was, you know, going somewhere in like the early two thousands. But well, she took um she took a very long career break, um, and has only recently come back. So she got a TV series coming, but she, she did Bridget Jones three, mm. Bridget Jones's Baby, which is very good actually. Um, which got me thinking. Emma Thompson, who wrote that, and is is a great writer. Emma Thompson will make a good director, but has. She decided never to do any directing. What else have I got here? Uh, Miss Potter, she was pretty good. 
as the title character in that. Uh, yeah. Empire Records, which is the first of her films that I've seen, which is a very 90s, it's I mean, a really fun film, actually. Um, it's a bit of a cult classic. It had Liv Tyler in it as well. Um, among others, but yeah, a bunch of, a bunch of employees at a, at a record store that's about to close down. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, yeah, I think that's a great film. We might talk about it more next week, actually. Oh, next time. Um, and Down With Love, which I think is pretty bad, but apparently some people like. So mm. what, what's your favourite, Susan? Uh Probably Chicago. I'm going to go Jerry Maguire. Uh, yeah, of course you will. What's your least favourite? Shaq Till. <laughs> I've got uh, me, myself and Irene. No, I'm going to go for Down With Love as my least favourite. Um, yeah. Right then, so uh, next time... What are we talking about next time? Active Factor. This might be quick as well, but who knows. But following on from the exciting, pulsating, nerve-wracking, award-winning news that Alec Baldwin is not playing a character in The Joker. Uh Uh-huh. Films of Alec Baldwin. How many... Hold on. (laughs) Hold on. I'm holding on. Yeah. Yeah, one, one. I think one film. (laughs) Well, you got two weeks to watch a bunch of other films. <laughs> that is true, that is true. Uh, he's turned up in a lot of stuff. I don't think I've seen anything... Well, I've seen very few that he's starred in, I think. But, um, we move on to the quiz. Unless you're unless you're eager to do the HQ quiz, which was, is, is coming out around now, I believe. Let's let's, yeah, rat- this, I, let's rattle through this, and then you can go and win some money on HQ. I, ha- I have my phone on. It's okay, Connie. I can, okay, I can multitask. And it takes like two minutes before it starts properly. Anyway, oh, that's so. true. There's a bit of an intro. Uh, for those of you who don't know, HQ is a twice daily or sometimes twice daily, or daily uh, yeah. quiz app where you can win thousands of pounds or, or not. not. Uh, but here's a quiz where you can definitely not win thousands of pounds. Um, <laughs> it's on films featuring US presidents. Like, uh, I, I was confused by this though, Colin. Like, do they uh, have to be real presidents or fictional presidents or just US presidents in general? Whatever you want to do, Zijan. Oh my god. <laughs> Fine. Uh, I was thinking films about real ones, but okay, I did all my real ones as well. Oh, that's good. That's what I was going for. Good. Um, so we start off with uh, complete the title of the 2012 fantasy action horror, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Vampire Hunter, very good. Yes, awesome. Uh, question one from me is: Which actor was the only one to be nominated twice for an Academy Award for his portrayal of two different presidents? Oh, that's a great question. I know. Yes. Um, and I feel like I should know it, but I don't. Um, dum, 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 dum. I am gonna say Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, you're right. He got nominated for Richard Nixon, Nixon, and John Quincy Adams in Armistad. Armistad, of course. Yes, I keep forgetting about Armistad. Um, question two, and this is gonna be a tough one, Zizan. You're gonna have to rack your brains for this one. Who played Richard Nixon in Oliver Stone's Nixon? Anthony Hopkins. It was Anthony Hopkins. Very good. <laughs> Uh, question two. Bill Murray played which president opposite Laura Linney in the film Hyde Park on Hudson? Oh, I definitely know this. Oh, this is so annoying. <laughs> um, oh, I saw the trailer. Oh, no, I'm editing this one so I can edit out the long, long gap whilst I <laughs> get really annoyed with myself. Um, my God, seriously, Colin. I, it's I'm one, two more minutes before the quiz starts. Yeah, but I'm so annoyed because I know the answer to this. Oh, no, it's, it's gone. Franklin Roosevelt. Yeah, it's Franklin Roosevelt. Okay, in which case, I guess I didn't know it. Um, question three. Uh, Primary Colors, starring John Travolta, is based on a fictionalized version of which president? That's Bill Clinton. Very good. Very quick. Uh, question three. Which Oscar-winning director directed a trilogy of films based on the American presidency? Uh, Oliver Stone. That's correct. Question four. We are naming this. Um, who did Owen, Owen Grafford play in Oliver Stone's W? Who, who, which one was the actor? Uh, Owen Grafford. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm trying to say the, the Welsh character guy who played, you know, Mr. Fantastic. And oh, okay. How have uh, you, have you pronounced prob- I O A N? It's probably uh, the his vice president, right? Uh, what's his name? Jeez, uh, my American political knowledge is so sparse. Uh, are you saying it's his vice president? Yeah, is it not? No, it's not. It's uh, Tony Blair. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, that makes sense. Uh, question for which film stars Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford as two Washington Post reporters who disclosed the Watergate scandal? All the President's Men. That is correct. Great film. Um, finally for you, uh, which US president appears in all of the Night at the Museum films? Uh, Roosevelt. Which Roosevelt? Theodore. Very good. 
I'll put you level with one question left. Uh, which film is best known as the inspiration for Aaron Sorkin's long-running television drama The West Wing, which borrows dialogue, cast members, and the set from the film itself? Uh, the American President. That is correct. A 5-4 victory. There you go. We know a lot about our films about American presidents, it seems. Uh, which puts me ahead for the year. Uh, what are we quizzing on next time, DJ? Um Films about sharks. Fine. <laughs> 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 um, is this to celebrate the Meg having come out? Yes, okay. of course. And what is our main topic for next time? Coming of age films. Coming of age films, which I've only belatedly realised is covering a lot of similar ground to when we did our young adult films. But Probably, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm excited. It's been a while since we did one of those. Um, I really need to work a better way to finish this. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Okay, it started, it started, it started.